And I ain't hit no drop in a minute. No, I'm about yeah. my business. Rappers Got Podcast, episode 29. This is your host, Diggy Metro. Bills Pagliacci. And uh, we wanted to start off this episode a little bit different. Um, recently, we got put onto uh, a list of the top 55 um, music business podcasts out there, and we were ranked at number 44. Yes, sir. Um, we wanted to give a big shout out to uh, Feedspot. Um, they put together a comprehensive, the most comprehensive list uh, out of uh, the whole internet, and they found all the best music uh, business blogs. I mean, um, podcast and and uh different shows and they kind of compiled them into a list and we were ranked at number 44 um we're not saying this to congratulate ourselves we're actually saying this because we're only 29 episodes in and we want people out there to know that like anything that you try to do is more than possible like we didn't we didn't ever do the podcast thinking like oh we're gonna be fucking number 44 out of the top 55 within the first year of Had our podcast. no fucking clue. Just woke up one day and boom, we was on a fucking list. <laughs> and it wasn't even, that wasn't even really the intention. Like, never. How, how we look at it is if you are doing good in this world, if you're trying your hardest to like make good things happen, then you reap the benefits of that. And I think that that's really why we got put on that list is because we're constantly trying to give good energy and uh, keep people informed. Dropping and gems. Think, and I think when you do that, it just, you get fed from it. You know what I mean? So uh, shout out to Feedspot. Um, thank you for putting us on there. Um, and uh, yeah. Shout out to all the supporters on TikTok as well. We love y'all. We see y'all. We appreciate y'all. Shout out to the supporters everywhere. Because we, we do have supporters uh, across, on YouTube across, too, yeah. Yeah, across the board. So love y'all. Um, shout out to you guys. Uh, even if you disagree with some of the stuff we say, like that's, that's normal. It's, cool. it's discourse, you know, but, but, uh, the fact that you're watching us and you are like uh, chiming in, like we really appreciate that shit. And uh, like, yeah, let's get to the show. Yes, sir. All right. So today um, we wanted to talk about the landscape of music and um, how how these changes affect you as an artist. Um, the things that you're trying to do as far as like marketing yourself. What are you marketing yourself for? Right. So uh, artists are less visible nowadays like specific brands are less visible. People like music. They like a genre and they kind of like everyone that falls under the umbrella. Uh, diehard fans, those like core audience fans, I feel like aren't as prevalent as they used to be. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that music is just consumed completely different now. Yeah. It's no longer having uh, one CD of your favorite artists every year or every six months, however they were doing it. It's no longer, you know, people just saying, I'm sticking to this one person as an artist and fuck the other guy. At this point, it's like anybody could get it. And as far as anybody can get it, anybody can get listened to. You know why a CD is so important? Uh, like you bringing up that example is because I don't know how, how you purchase stuff, but like if I purchase a pair of sneakers, I feel like I have to wear those sneakers Oh, yeah, now. of course. Like. I don't care, especially if they're expensive. Yeah. I feel like I need to figure out outfits that go with these I'm sneakers these now boys right because now. I'm going to wear them a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you purchase an album, like a physical copy of something, and you have this CD now, you're going to get enough plays to where you feel like you earned your value from it. You yep. know what I mean? And like that changed completely. We're paying $7.99. Back in the day, it was what? $15, $20 yep. sometimes, $9.99 standard uh, for a, a CD. and 
you played that CD nonstop, especially when you first bought it. But like even beyond there, you played it nonstop. You might get a new CD and then like every once in a while, pop that one out and pop in the old one. Yep. And because you were forced to, or not even forced, but because you were um, playing the same album over and over, you became a bigger fan. There was a bigger appreciation for the artist that that you were purchasing. And that doesn't exist right now. You know, now, we, now it's seven ninety nine. You get access to all these different albums, all different types of music, and you could kind of change your your mood every single day, or change your vibe every single day, and listen to whatever you like. Any any anybody that's on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, all over the place. There's number one. There's so many places that people can consume their music. On top of that, there's so many artists. There's so many genres. There's so many playlists. And even on top of that, looking past the music, there's even podcasts on these platforms as well. So it's just like music has become just so immersive for the listener where you don't have to feel like you have to be stuck repeating this one album over and over and over. Now you just got a bunch of these playlists that are compiled with, like you said, that's going to set the mood for you. That's going to, you know, get you through your day to day. Even Spotify, they have like probably six or seven daily mixes for the music that I listen to just for me. And they know what I want to listen to when I may want to drive. I'm not listening to one specific artist. Yes, I still love Cole, but there's a lot of people that just falls under that umbrella with Cole just because I want to listen to everybody. Because you don't have to purchase a physical copy anymore, you can afford to listen to every album. Back in the day, oh, oh shit. if somebody had a CD that you didn't have, you would ask to borrow it because mm-hmm. that was the only way for you to actually hear the project. Like, now, imagine this. Imagine you had to pay for every song on Spotify that you listen to. I wouldn't even you wouldn't be able to Spotify. afford it. You yeah. just wouldn't be able to afford it. Like, we only listen to the albums that we bought because that's what we could afford. Now, $7.99, which everyone could pretty much afford. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could walk around and pick up change off the ground and, and get that per month. You can listen to every single album. There's no extra cost. There's no added cost to it. So it's like now that you can afford to listen to everything. And with YouTube, like you could afford to watch every movie because there's free movies with ads. Mm-hmm. Like we no longer have such a, a knack for being a, a fan. You know what I mean? Like it's not. You're not really a fan anymore, although fans do exist. You can still build a fan base, but they're not as loyal. Yep. I think that's the big difference that I'm trying to get to. Like, they're not as loyal. Like, loyal fans were people who they bought every one of your albums. They had a collection of your albums, and they bought your merchandise, and they bought this and that. Like, you might have a fan right now who likes your music. But they also like 10 other artists and they support them just as much, which is there's nothing wrong with that. But it's because they have access to all those other 10 artists. And like you said, like it's, it's definitely beneficial for us as an artist. And yes, we all wanted to have like those diehard fans that just want to throw themselves on stage, you know, for us. They want to just come meet us, say hello to us. You know, like, like you said before, there's definitely those fans that are still out there. But for the most part, it just when you look at it from that perspective that everybody's basically getting a chance to get listened to. Like we always talk about, there's enough money, there's enough listeners, there's enough fans out there that's gonna be able to support all of us. And it's like, honestly, it doesn't really have to be a competition at all. It doesn't have to be, oh, you know, I gotta be better than this next guy. It's perfectly fine if the if a fan enjoys your music and also enjoys somebody else's music. I see no problem with it. I think it's honestly the best thing in the world and honestly that's how I've I've been able to find other independent artists out there 
because um, you know I share like a Spotify radio with a lot of diff- other independent artists who kind of have the same fans as me, and I was able to discover new artists and being able to listen to them, and then that opens network networking collaborations, all the things under the umbrella. You know what I just realized? <clears throat> Back in the day, you would buy a ticket to go to a show, right? And that show was typically your favorite artist, right? What's the biggest like ticket seller now as far as music goes? Having a bunch of fucking artists all under one bill. Festivals. Literally just putting every fucking body all under one okay. fucking thing. In streaming terms, what is a festival? Putting everybody and all under one fucking umbrella. It's Spotify. Yeah, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, cause a lot of the time you go to these festivals and it's not even just one genre. Like there are those that just have straight hip hop, but a lot of these Bonnaroos and, and these different festivals. They have country singers and they have rappers Combined and they have this and they have a bunch of people and they have all these different stages. But realistically, that's just like a physical form of streaming services. Mm-hmm. You have all these options. You could do whatever you want. And, and that's the thing. Like with options comes less fans. Yep. You know what I mean? Like fans aren't such a big thing anymore because they have so many fucking options that they don't need to just support one person. Mm-hmm. They couldn't just afford that one album every two weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like some people that was probably in their budget. Like, yo, I get paid and then I go and I pick up a new album. Mm-hmm. Now, it's like every day you could listen to a new album. You could listen to 10 albums on a Friday. You could really run through a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? And And like you might listen to the new Nas album that drops. And then this person drops a new album. You go and you listen to that. And you're not really going to... I mean, I feel like it's not frequent that people go back to the album and give it a whole run to digest again. it. They're just looking for the tracks that, yo, I'm going to put this in a playlist. Right. I That's exactly this. what happens. Exactly. So I'm they, put this they, in a playlist. They put everything in a playlist. So like you might find two or three tracks off every album that mm-hmm. you put in a playlist. And now it's just all compiled. And it's literally a festival within your phone. You know what I mean? Like there's no more... Oh, I, I strictly listen to the Nas album every day because I fuck with Nas. Yeah, and I can't listen to no Jay-Z shit. Right. Because back in the, those days, that's how it really that was. was. Like, niggas ready to yeah, fight. Yeah, no, it was a thing. Like, I didn't like Nas my whole childhood because of that. Yeah, I didn't like Jay-Z. I, I, like, I could not mess with Nas just because, like, I was a Jay-Z stan and I'm like, fuck Nas at that point. It took me a long time to, like, get older and be like, why am I, like... Exactly. Who do, why do I exactly. care? Like, it's, I didn't... Yep. I didn't have beef with Nas. Like I didn't. I didn't fucking fight him. You know what I mean? Like it's less of that because even now, you know, even with with the music, like um, there'll be a certain rap group or a rapper that's beefing with another rapper, and they listen to listen to both of them enjoying both sides of the fucking table. Like they don't even care at this point. It's like yo, I'm gonna be listening to your ops, and even if you are the op, I'm gonna listen to you too. Right. Just look at like um, like as far as as uh, support goes. Look at cancellation culture, right? Mm-hmm. You could be supporting someone heavily, listen to all their new shit, and then they get canceled, and you go, all right, fuck that dude. Yep. Like, there's no real, real supporters like there were. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're still supporters, but they're not like they were. And that's when it comes to the point of, you know, as an artist that's watching it, like, what does that put me? You got to be consistent out here. You got to make sure that you out here releasing the music. You got to make sure that you are staying relevant. Because once again, fans are fickle nowadays. Supporters are fickle nowadays. They'll be there for you one minute, then the next minute they're gone. Even the bigger name artists deal with the same thing. You'll see it so many times on their social media or you know on their Twitter. Yo, I just dropped the album. Like we were just talking about this off camera. Like if um, Isaiah Rashad dropped the album, there's gonna be people. Yo, when you drop in the next one, without even really digesting the full album within itself, and just already want something new. And it's just like if you're not providing with them what they need, they just gonna move on. 
And it sounds a little disheartening, you know, when you think of it like that. But once again, not everybody's like that. But that's kind of majority of what's really going on out here. Think about this. What do people recommend on like social media platforms that a new artist does? three to five posts a day like you have to constantly stay engaged you have to follow people Mm -hmm. you have to do this you You have have to do that Mm -hmm. and all they're really saying is you have to constantly put yourself in front of people yes like you have to be in constant structure of of having your face having your song having this in front of someone because what they're really saying is the attention span is not there anymore yeah and these people will forget about you so rather than just letting the people who like really fuck with the song just grab it and like it. They want you to force yourself onto it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yo, post five times a day. If you're posting five times a day, like, you have a sickness. That's too much. In my head. You know what I'm saying? Like, three to five, you have a sickness in That's my too head. too much. I can't even think of, of shit to post three to five times a day. And I think that the, the goal of that is to grow quick. Mm-hmm. Like, they're always saying, like, to grow your followers fast. So I think they see it as, like, if you do it for a year, then you don't have to do it anymore. And I get that, right? But like, who has time for that shit? From a person that posts, you know, I post on my personal page, also post on a Rapper's God podcast page. I, I Even doing two of them is just like, oh, but I, it's too much. This is too much. But on the same token, it's just like, if I don't do it, I might just fucking end up being on the wayside. Right, but but why it's more simple for the Rapper's Guide page is because we record 30-minute episodes. So yeah, we, we give have, live and, information. And that's a, a weekly thing. So, like, now we have 30 minutes that we could potentially chop up. And when you're just an artist... So much you could do for a two-minute song. That's what I'm saying. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, so they want you to do photo shoots, and they want you to do this and, right. and that. But it's like, how much of that can you actually do before it's like, who cares, right? Yeah. Like, it's not that entertaining. Like, when a rapper posts a photo and I see it on Instagram, I'm not like, oh, I fuck with this dude. And even then, like, you know, Instagram at this point, they're kind of moving from photos anyways. Like, they just really focused on just having you post videos. They're trying to catch up with TikTok. And it's like, video, 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 this. So then you got to come up with all these videos and, you know, you got to do a lot of different things. And you have things. to try to be more entertaining than you probably are. Uh, yeah. And that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, I'm not an entertaining person. I'll tell you that straight up. Like, I'm entertaining. You might be. I'm not. I, see, the shit that you be posting, like, the the videos of you dancing and stuff like that, that'll never be me. Yeah. You know what and I mean? It's, it's just not, not my personality at no. all. Like, I would never do that. So, like, that's probably the stuff that they want you to do. Mm-hmm. Right? That's probably the stuff that these social media gurus would, would tell you to do. But, like, it's just not me. You yeah, know? Like, that's perfectly fine. And that's why, like, it's funny, like, when, when people have conversations, uh, like on TikTok or, or in the comment section, like, well, if if uh, if you have such good advice, then why don't you do it? Because I don't fucking want to. Yeah. That's why. I'm not, my stock isn't in the, I want to be a rapper game anymore. Now, if I, if I received that advice at 18, completely different person. Yeah, you know definitely. what I mean? Yeah. I would have definitely been with all the shits back then. But at this point in my life, I want to, Sip my coffee, be in a studio, mixing records, and that's what I want to do. I want to drop rap songs every once in a while because I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But my, I'm not in that, that race anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm personally not in the race of trying to be a, a famous rapper. And that's perfectly fine because a lot of times, even like, you know, posting numerous times, I also do see that there's people that don't post numerous times and they end up usually having the most followers. So, like, it's, it's always just so confusing. It always works. I also think people post and delete a lot. 
Oh yeah. I think or that RG people archive. post stuff and then delete it because they they want it to to look like they never post, but like they definitely post. Oh yeah, yeah. That's you know also I mean? shit that does happen. But the reason why we're having this conversation is pretty much to say like you have to constantly be in people's fucking view, and with that comes a lot of work and you have to put in a lot of time and it's annoying work and a lot of artists are introverts. So we don't want to do that shit. Like we want to just be by ourselves and we want to just fucking let the fans come to us, but they don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the reality of the matter is they're never going to come to you. Like they're never going to find you. If someone gave you that advice, like, uh, yo, your music's good. Don't worry. Like it'll happen one day. No, it won't. It's way more no, shit you got to no, do behind no. the scenes. Like, I, I'll tell you from my own personal experience that I was told that so many times coming up. Like, yo, the music's fucking great, man. Like, don't worry. They're going to come. They're going to come. They will not come. Like, let me be <laughs> as clear as possible. They will not come. Like, that is not something that actually exists. They don't, they don't come. If you build it, they will come. Oh, was that like, from a movie or some shit? Yeah, like, what did like, you say? It was from the Bible last yeah, I don't time. Know the you were like, didn't thought, Moses say this? I I'm like, that's, from, or some that's shit. like Field the Dreams, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, but at the end of the day, they really do not come. You really got to be out there they on the come. forefront. You got to really be out there putting the legwork in. You really got to be out there being social on social media. You know, like Dick said, it's kind of not what he's into, but that's kind of what I'm into. I'm, I'm an entertaining person. I like doing shit like that. So it's like when I when I have to do it, I will do it. But for the most part, it's like having to consistently do it. That's when it becomes like, oh, this is kind of draining. I still want to be a regular person at the end of the day. Yeah, I have a really good analogy. Um, okay, so you open up a deli in your backyard, right? Mm -hmm. Your backyard is gated. There's a fence, right? One of those big, tall, white fences, right? Mm -hmm. And no one can see in it, right? And you make great-ass sandwiches, <laughs> right? You make some good-ass fucking sandwiches. Like, probably good enough to, like, get a, a nice customer base, mm -hmm. right? But you don't tell anyone that you're back there. And nobody can fucking see it. And they can't see it, right? So how do you how do you get people to eat your sandwiches? How do you get them to come purchase them, right? Like, you'd have to do advertisement. You'd have to either do word of mouth, you'd have to tell people, or mm -hmm. you'd have to constantly be fucking advertising, right? Yep. And that's what you're doing as a rapper. Like, what you're doing is you're creating this music from your fucking uh, bedroom most of the time, or like your basement, or whatever, and no one knows about it. And then you expect, like, people to just land on it. Like, it would be the same as expecting people to walk in that backyard and be like, hey, do you make sandwiches? <laughs> Let me get a turkey and cheese or provolone. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'll <laughs> never happen. So, like, you have to constantly go out of your way to, like, show people this is what I'm doing, this is why, and this is why you'll like it. A lot of you, I don't think, think about that. Why will they like it? Mm -hmm. What is it about your music that makes them like it? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not as, as just simple as, oh, it's good. Because good is subjective. Music's subjective. You know yes. what I mean? Some people's favorite song, I think, is the worst song that ever happened. So it's like, what is it that makes your music special? What, what makes you stand out? And I think that we've come to a place where, or a time where a lot of people are just making this copy and paste music and everyone kind of sounds similar. And although like a young person would fight that to the death and say like, nah, bro, like that's not true. Like everyone's different and unique. Like, this is not like a debatable topic. Like it's like that's a thing. Like yeah, there's copy and paste music. You know, I'm an engineer. I fucking I deal with artists constantly, and a lot of them come through with the same sounding shit. Control you know C, I mean? Control V, <clears throat> just a music form. And you have to find a way as an artist to show people what you do differently, like what makes you stand out and what makes you special. And I think that when you find that and you know that answer then it's a lot easier to go and, and sell yourself. 
You know what I mean? It's, it's a lot easier to go and advertise because you know what makes you special. You know, like Bale started advertisement. When Bale started advertising, I wouldn't even say that he really knew who he was. Nope. Like when he first started, I don't think that he knew what to do. Like not not what to do with advertisement, what to do with his himself. What to target to as the audience. I think at one point he thought that, you know, he was still in like the street rapper vibe. Then yep. at another point he thought he was going to be like a, a hit maker club guy. Yeah. And then it took a while before you started to realize like, oh, these melodic calm joints are the ones that work for me. Yep. And it's just also within that, it's just like also knowing that. I didn't have to fit the mold. Like my whole life has literally been never fit in the mold of what everybody expected or, you know, I'm not saying I was purposely doing it, but it always just, it felt, it always felt weird. So within that, I had just posted this not too long ago on my Instagram. I had just randomly bought a wig and put like a little orange headband around it with like a, a dashiki, like looking like a hippie basically um, for one of my songs, Resilient, right? And then I just posted it on Instagram. But at this point within the marketing, it's like, I know who my audience is. I know who I should be specifically targeting. And a lot of people probably look at it like, oh, this, look, look at this guy being goofy. Like, I randomly went outside and seen a tree. I was like, you know what? I'm going to dance on that tree and just see what happens. Danced on a tree and actually marketed it in a certain way of knowing my audience. And now I literally got 200 followers from it. And it was just like, just knowing your target audience. And also, like, I don't have to post a video now every day. I don't have to constantly do that. Now I could just advertise that one specific video. You're also a Jersey City kid who doesn't have to act like a Jersey City kid. Exactly. I and don't have to be that person. Thing, like. Like, I think at first, when you first start, right, like, you might be from the hood, right? And if you put on a wig and you start dancing on a tree in the hood, people are going to uh, check your manhood. They're going to mm -hmm. check your fucking uh, credibility in the streets. They're mm -hmm. going to check all these different things that, honestly, in the fucking grown-up business world, do not matter at all. At all. Right? Like, no one, when you walk into an office building, no one checks your street cred. Like, that doesn't give you anything. Your credit score doesn't go up from what, your street cred. What business you claim? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> imagine <laughs> but that doesn't happen in the real world so like you have to take yourself out of that mindset and i think a lot of artists find that really difficult like they constantly want to prove that they're like this street dude or prove that they're tough even though on the inside they're this fucking weird like spiritual fucking free spirit dude and be that right? fucking guy because that's what's going to really fucking work and the problem with not being that guy is that you're never going to find your tribe we all have Ooh. a tribe you know Ooh. what I'm saying? Like, we all have a tribe, but, like, if you don't actually show who you are for real, then the tribe that you have around you is always going to be someone that shouldn't be around you. It's going to be whoever you're pretending to be. It's not going to be the person that you actually are. And we're all looking for the people that we actually are to listen to our music. So, like, finding your tribe is very fucking important in, in any business. Like, it's super important to just find your tribe. Find the people that think like you. And... A lot of that comes from just being yourself. And everyone hears that be yourself shit and they think of it as like this uh, cliche, corny fucking statement. Yo, yo, I am myself. And it's like, bro, I've had conversations with artists where like they came in the first session and I completely misjudged who they were. Mm -hmm. Because the, the energy that they gave off when they're like closed off and like guarded was like tough guy energy. And then when you start speaking to him, you're like, this dude's a sweetheart. Like, yeah, exactly. this is a nice-ass dude. He, he's not even like that. He's funny as shit. You know what I mean? But, like, that that initial energy you give off and a lot of the music that you try to, like, make, it doesn't show who you really are. Yep. It shows, like, this tough guy persona that, like, that's not you. You know what I mean? And the, the fucked up part is most people that, like, know you know that that's not you. And bringing it back to, like, the, the whole landscape of things, right? When you look at it, for, even from that point of just, like, being yourself and how sometimes fans... They're, they're, they're fickle. They're not really going to be there. They're going to listen to other artists within other genres. 
at the end of the day, you're going to have those people there that's going to support you for just being yourself. And it's less likely they're going to be fickle because at this point, it's like I'm connecting with this person more so more than the music level. I'm connecting with this person like I don't want to say spiritual or something like that, but it's a different connection when it's just just it's not just about the music. Because, yo, if you're an artist and you're constantly marketing yourself and you show who you truly are and you're able to get people to break out of their own shell and show who they really are, they have a deep, deep appreciation for you. That's an impression you. on you. Like, it's not like, just music. It's, it, that's an impression on right. you. Right, and, and the, the appreciation that they have for you because you were the person who showed them that it's all right to be that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. Bales, Bales can never be like, yo, I'm not from the hood. He's from the hood. He's just not a hood dude. Like, exactly. that's just not his personality. That's not who he is deep down. Like, you can never take that out of someone based on their environment they grew up on or, or grew up in. But, like, it doesn't mean that that uh, represents you at all points of your life. Like, sometimes you grow up. Sometimes you start reading books and you start finding out that you're a different fucking person than most of the people that you, you are around your whole life. And that's fine. And... With the internet, the beauty is you could find all the people that are like you. Where back in the day with no internet, you're just with the people you're with. And you guys might not get along at all. You might not have any similarities or there might no, be no comparable traits. And like for some reason, we feel like we have to be around these people because, you know, like that's just my crew. And it's like not if your crew guns on you every day for the shit that you do. You, do. Yep. you know what I'm saying? Like. There are people that chill with people like, yo, I have a homie who he's super into like fucking Magic the Gathering and shit like that. Right? I have no idea what the fuck that is. Like, it's like a card game. It's it's like, po imagine like Pokemon for adults. Okay. All right. He's super into this shit. And like, he gets gunned on all the time for this shit. And I've added in on the jokes, but I I told him, I'm like, yo, the one thing like as, as fucking corny as I might feel it is, the one thing I appreciate about you is that like, you're not scared to like be who you if are. If you like that shit, you like that shit. Like, I don't need to like the shit that you like. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, just to be friends, we don't have to like the same shit. But like, I appreciate that you at least are like man enough to show that you like that stuff. Yeah. Because a lot of people will do that shit behind closed, closed doors, doors. Be playing like, Magic the Gathering. Shit. Be like, they'll see you walk in and be like, oh, <laughs> fucking tuck their cards. <laughs> it's like, bro, like, just be you, you know? And, you know, I just thought about something within uh, like the marketing shit on the marketing side. Because you were talking about, um, you know, how people kind of like make playlists. Even when you think, so like for the artists out there, right? If you're trying to figure out a way to market your music, we just kind of like put the the nail in the head of the coffin, something like that. That's how, what, what the fuck is that shit? I don't know. Anyways. You just combine two completely different sayings. I think I really Hit just the did. nail on the head is one saying, and then put the nail in the coffin is another saying, but hit the nail on the head of the coffin is good. <laughs> hey, yo. But if you are listening to music out there, create your own goddamn playlist, right? Playlist of music that you like and, and you enjoy. And majority of the time, if you are an artist, that music that you tend to listen to, you may kind of replicate it in, the, in a sense in your music. Or your music might just fit the vibe of it. It's like, fit the like vibe not, of it. not necessarily replicate, because that that is going to get pushed back because people are going to be like, I'm myself. Also All right, true, cool. Yeah. But like, make a, make a playlist of songs that you think fit the mold of your music, right? Mm -hmm. And... Add a couple of your songs into the playlist and just see how they play out. Like advertise you'll know. that fucking playlist because right. you advertise that playlist now. People are listening to it, and you know if you want to put your song first, probably shouldn't, but put your song probably like fifth or sixth, and then now you got that shit in rotation. People are going to gravitate towards that playlist, and guess what? Your name starts popping up in that playlist. You're you're actually getting listens from that playlist. And it's not like you're trying to dupe anybody because this is music that you're listening to, which means that more than likely the person that's clicking on this playlist 
loves the type of vibe that the music is, is setting. And if your music fits that vibe, throw that shit in there. People have been doing that from the beginning of time too. Like we're we're acting like it's a new idea. It's not. People used to make mixtapes and there would be fucking all these brand new hit records that are out and then they would throw in a new artist from down the street yep. and people would have to play his song because it was part, part of the, the, the mixtape. You know what I mean? So this is not a new idea. It's just modernized, yes. you know? And what I want people to do as an engineer, sometimes, well, not sometimes, all the time, when you're about to master a record or when you're mixing a record, you pick reference tracks and you listen to these reference tracks and you go, okay, like what can I take from this record and kind of like emulate in this new song to make mm-hmm. it sound similar, right? So while you're making this playlist and you're uh, playing it through, you'll be able to reference one if like the mix on your track is way worse than the other songs. Yep. You'll be able to reference if it really fits that vibe. Like once you're playing through it and you hear your song come up, did it sound completely different than all the rest of the tracks? Like did it sound off in that playlist? Because sometimes people think that they fit this grouping of people because that's who they like. Mm-hmm. But their music might not fit that grouping at all. Opposite. You know what I'm saying? So like, I would I would use those playlists as a tool as well to see like how far off you are from what you actually want to be. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, like, if you're trying to fit that grouping of people, like what do they do in their music that's different from your music? And how can you add on to your own artistry to kind of like make it similar? That's a fucking genius idea as well. Because you really <clears throat> will sit there and say, okay, well... I can see where I can fit in here. And I was like, all right, I probably don't fit in here as well. But it's like, at the end of the day, you're giving yourself exposure. You're also giving people your personality about, you know, having them gravitate towards your taste of music. And then on top of that, they may just want to listen to your music just because they trust your taste of music. Because some people will put you onto some fire-ass music and you just like, you know what? This person can tell me anything. I'm going to just go listen to it. You're one of those people, especially that when you tell me to listen to some shit, I'm going to go listen to well, it. Well, I, I listen to uh, a lot of artists that I could hear from like my engineering ear that this music would resemble your music mm-hmm. or like it would fit the same vibe. So a lot of the time I'll be like, yo, go, go check this person out because I think you could gain from that. And for every person is different. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like for every artist that I speak to, the person I'm recommending is not the same person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it'll be, it complete, varies. It varies because I listen to the artists that I'm working with. And then I listen to a bunch of music and I go, Oh, you know, this shit, would mesh really well mm-hmm. with this guy, you know? So I think that there's a way to to listen to those songs and build your artistry. You might hear people doing like background vocals and you go, wow, that's incredible. And you listen to one of your choruses and you go, you know what that could really use? Some fucking background. Some background well, vocals. Yeah. It would have filled it up so much better. Damn, like, why didn't I do that? Mm-hmm. And then on your next record, you make it a point to do background vocals. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing wrong with taking pieces from the shit that you love and and adding it to and your it into sound. your shit. As long as you're making it you. You know, like, don't take... Like, I hate when I hear someone do an ad-lib that's, like, clearly a bigger artist ad-lib mm-hmm. that they put on every single song, and now you do it in the background of your shit. If an artist comes to the studio and they go, it's lit on the background of their song, I'm like, yeah. come on, dude. Nah, like, we'll you know what I'm saying? Like, don't do that shit. That's not what I'm talking about. But find an ad-lib that you could say that, re- that represents you mm-hmm. and make that shit yours. Because Travis didn't do that by fucking listening to a bunch of rappers and, and fucking create that ad lib based on other people. He did it himself. Yep. You know what I mean? That was his shit. And now everyone that wants to copy that shit should be starting their own. They yep. should figure out their own ad lib. It could resemble it. It could have the same 
uh, reverb on it and, and reverb throws and all this shit, but like you want it to be yours. So again, man, just be yourself. Uh, landscape of music is changing. Uh, everything's uh, different. There's still my, uh, old ideas that are modernized that you could look back. You could look at mixtapes and be like, okay, this is fine for me to do this, right? But like, get up to date and figure out what you need to do to kind of complete your artistry and understand that like major point in this uh, episode was that like fandom is not the same. Yes. There's not these diehards that there used to be. So you have to find out how to navigate the game with that and know that like someone might be a diehard fan of one of your songs, but it doesn't mean that they're a diehard fan of you. Mm -hmm. People might like Mr. Famous a lot mm -hmm. and they might love that record and, and play it every day before they go to sleep. But they ain't playing all of my other shit. And they don't play the other shit. Yep. And that's fine. That's like, definitely fine. That's what today is. Today they become more of a fan of one record than they become of entire bodies of work. But that's why it's important to drop singles. That's why it's important not to focus all your time on dropping an album when they're going to listen to the album in and fucking... one or two of them things. Right. If that. They and you busted your ass on that shit. Yep. Like you spent fucking a year on that album to get it played for a week and then them pick two records that they're like, I like these. Yeah, I'm going to throw them in a playlist and fuck them other songs. And of course, everyone could pick a different song and that's more fulfilling when you see that like this person likes these two and this person likes a completely different two and mm -hmm. that's fulfilling, but like you're trying too hard to make them uh, like a full body when they're not going to. You know what I mean? Like that's just not, bro, and it's not just you. Drake puts out an album and people pick their favorite fucking songs five. And put them shits in different playlists all over the fucking internet. Biggest artist in the world. You know what I'm saying? And he he puts out an album and people pick their favorite five. Or they pick their favorite ten off the album. When he dropped Scorpion, I did that. I literally made a playlist. I made a shortened version of his album yep. that I fuck with. I like the, the songs I like is what I'm going to like and put kind of put in that playlist. Yeah, I put and a and little playlist I don't together. Shortened version. Because I don't need to hear 20 records if I don't like all 20. But I like 10. You know what I'm saying? So let me put these 10 together in a little playlist and then that'll be my Scorpion experience. And that's honestly like just the the best way to look at it. Not saying that you, speci you should specifically be making music to get onto playlists. But, and also, this, we did this like the first and the second episode. Do not pay for those fake playlist promotion companies. That's not what we're saying either. Basically, just understand that the consumers are just really taking singles and they're going into albums and treating them like singles and taking whatever songs they like and love and they are placing those into playlists with a bunch of other artists. The genres are starting to break as well. Like they did it on Spotify. Majority of people who like hip hop like fucking rock. Genres are bending just because there's so much music out there. It's immersive. Everybody's under one umbrella and everybody can switch from one genre to the next without fucking thinking about it. People just love the music. Yes, you can get some fans that are die hard, but for the most point part, everybody's just trying to listen to something good. And hopefully you're the person that's constantly giving them that good music. That's it. I think that's a good ending point. Uh, Rappers Got Podcast for signing out. This is your host, Diggy Metro. Bills Pagliacci. Peace out, guys. One.